This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club, because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. at the John Smith Stadium. What a turnaround by City. It finished Huddersfield Town 1, Bristol City 2. Without any further ado, let's go uh, first to uh, Dave Fevs. And uh, Dave, your thoughts on the action? That wasn't looking a scoreline with about 20 minutes to go, was it? But a quick uh, resume before we go through the match in detail. Yeah, I think from an action point of view, and, and, and City, there there was no action for, for 70 minutes. Um, but we you know, give ourselves a, a fighting chance by making a making a couple of subs, gave it a bit of a go, and uh, we, we came back and won the game. But hard, hardly vintage. But I'll, I'll take three points away there after last it's all, year. It's all the points that matter, absolutely. And uh, Mark, your uh, your initial thoughts uh, on on the game? You know, deserved because Huddersfield did wilt a bit, really, didn't they? They looked pretty clueless. But just a quick uh, resume of the ninety minutes before we get into the detail. Yeah, I mean, City went there to play a containing game. Uh, Huddersfield played 3-5-2. It was very close, uh, nip and tuck in the first 15 minutes. But then Huddersfield started dominating possession. Pass, 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 building up ahead of steam without really getting through us. And then right at the end of the half, um, again, City, you you know, created another rick. The ball was just played down the right channel and Rowe, Headed it, went across the Silva and headed it inside. And Campbell just played and Benza down the channel and crossed it for Caroma. So, yeah. you know, and did all the good work in containing where we never really did anything apart from Wells' shot that hit the bar. We, we didn't really threaten at all. A couple of nice drives forward by O'Dowder, but that was it. The second yeah. half, it went in the same fashion until the last, uh, until, until the changes when uh, Patterson and Semenyo came on. And we went four three three. All of a sudden, we get we, we start probing the right channel, attack Stearman, attack Saar, and they just wilted. The, the, the difference was Semenyo, but we threw bodies in the box like we didn't do in the first half. Supporting a man on the ball, created two great chances, all down to Semenyo. 
and there we are at the back post, and we're, we're two one up, and we contained them so easily. In the well, last, there we go. That was uh, that was minutes. Mark's it's summary great. of the game. That was Mark's yeah. quick yeah. summary. Yeah. Yeah. Into the detail, we don't need to do <laughs> the detail anymore. Let's look at the uh, let's look at the uh, Sorry. starting lineup. What part of uh, summary of the game don't you get? Um, let's look at the starting lineup. I mean, there were there were changes. Uh, I think it was Rowe coming in. I, I said poor old Taylor Moore getting uh, dropped. Uh, he seemed to be the scapegoat for uh, the debacle. I mean, he was playing out of position. But Dave, your thoughts on the uh, 90, uh, well, that team selection, I should say. I guess it was a bit of a surprise. I, I didn't expect him to, to play row in there. And, oh, who's making some noise? I didn't expect him to play row in there unless we perhaps had a, an, an injury. So I was surprised that he dropped Taylor more today. But I guess he felt there'd probably be a little bit more balance with row with his left foot. Um, so I, you know, I can see why he did it, but uh, I was surprised. Obviously, the the big change was ten minutes before kick off when when it was announced that Backinson had uh, had to pull out. I think he had a bad headache. I think was the the news, and, and Naj came in, and Opie Edwards came in on came in on the bench, and uh, um, so I I was looking forward to seeing Brunt and Backinson play together, and that didn't happen. So that was disappointing. I, I, but I still don't think that makeup of midfield. Is, is right, but, you know, there, there we go. That's my yeah, view of the, the I mean, start. Backinson, it was a bad headache. That's unusual to have somebody go off with something like that, isn't it? Uh, you know, pre-match. Uh, we haven't heard any more on that, have we? No, I suppose it, you, you've taken bad headache. You think, you think migraine, wouldn't you? Um, whether, you know, he's... he's you know, he, he, get, he gets these recurring, but, you know, not where there's contact... So you, yeah, you, you, you know, I, I don't know whether it's related to an illness or it's an isolated incident, but I don't know if it had made a huge amount of difference um, to the team. Maybe because I think Brunt's protecting the back four, and you think you know he, he will make some probing passes, but he didn't really do that, and it was really left to Nash to, to collect and play, collect and play, and then we got overrun. From halfway through the through the first half, without Huddersfield really do anything, we our shape was quite good, and we contained them quite easily. I think we had a yeah. couple of shots, but it wasn't. You wouldn't really see that say they were playing us off the pitch. Would you agree, Dave? No, yeah. sorry, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> we're both called David, Mark, and I. Yeah. So I, 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 David, I, I always call you David, David. <laughs> you do. No, that's very true. That's very. I think, true. I think there's. I think it's very questionable on on whether the shape was good. I think we had lots of men behind the ball. I, I tried to get a question through to, to Reddy Gilmartin at half-time about why we had three centre-backs marking one striker. Because what, for me, that caused the biggest problem was that we ended up allowing them to have an extra man in midfield yeah. all the time. And they just passed around us. So they just gradually moved the ball up the pitch, five and ten yards at a time, going side to side, and they pushed us back and they pushed us back. And what it meant was when we did get the ball... We were so deep, and Wales and Martin were so far away, we couldn't link anything up. And we had a couple of bursts, you know, where we broke away, but that was it. And I think it was a fundamental problem with trying to sort out three defenders only needed to mark one one striker. And you've got you've either got to push one into kind of right back and push Hunt on, or or on same on the other side. But you can't afford to leave two spare. It's just too many, and it just creates an extra work for your midfield. Evening, evening, all, if you can hear Ian's me. Ian's in the room. Ian's Hello, in Ian. the room. Ian. If anybody wants to who that phone was going in the background, we tried our best to leave Ian 
out of the room, but I didn't send him uh, the link. But uh, never mind, Ian. Uh, you're in now. Uh, we don't need to go through your summary of the game. But let's. I'm going to come to you first, Ian, with the – I'm just going to talk through the early first-half action. And we had O'Dowder, who I'm one of his biggest critics, but I thought he's, he played okay tonight. 12 minutes, set up Martin. Typical play from Martin, uh, crossing the ball. Uh, and there was Naki Wells with a shot against the bar. Hello, somebody's got one there. Thank you, Celine Dion. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, early part of the first half, I, I thought we were really poor. Um, I thought our distribution from the back was woeful. Uh, Matt, uh, uh, your man Hunt, uh, sorry, your man Tommy Rowe was awful. Um, his passing was poor, and it was his fault, or Jay De Silva's fault, I don't know which, but they were both trying to play left wing back at the same time. So I don't really want to see us go with that uh, formation again. No, no. The only other chance we had in the first half, uh, Zach Viner, totally unmarked. When you see the ball the shot from behind the goal, I mean, he literally was unmarked just outside the six-yard uh, area. Dave, do you think you should have done uh, better with that uh, with that effort, Viner, when he headed wide? Yeah, get, get your neck and your head through it and, and make sure you get it on target. Let it glance off his head, which, and, you know, Callas did something a bit similar second half as well, albeit... Yeah, he did, yeah. Pro ...prodigious leap, and I, I don't think he would could have got it on target, but, yeah, now Viner's got to do better from that position. That's five every, minutes before their goal, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the other what? chance we had was, was Wells early on, which was a, a pretty good piece of technique to, to get that volley on, on target. And, it, you know, Hamer was getting nowhere near it, unfortunately, it hit the bar, but it was a pretty poor first half. And then the goal that uh, put Huddersfield uh, ahead at half-time, uh, Jada Silva, his uh, header... Uh, sort of, he didn't do anything about it. Just bounced off and went the wrong way. Uh, set up um, Mbenza, Mbenza, if that's the right pronunciation, for the cross and Karoma just ran it in at the far post. I mean, what were your thoughts on the the opening goal, uh, Ian? Tell us about that. Well, it was it was two players trying to play the same position and go for the same ball. Mm. Tommy Rowe, I've I've seen him a couple of times there now. Really don't like him as a left centre back. He's left sided, but that's where it ends. Um, he challenged for the ball, and I don't know if it came off his head or Jada Silva's, but they looked I like... it was Rowe. Yeah, well, I think Rowe was trying to mount him. Um, and the the ball's gone off his head, and the winger's in about 15 yards of space behind him. And, and it was... They played a lot of that ball down there, as we did in the second half when we improved. But um, no, I, I, I didn't like that setup, And i got to be honest, I'd switch to a switch to a back four against Cardiff. He yeah. actually, yeah, Rowe actually headed the ball inside. Funny enough, I thought he headed it outside to the wing to Mbenza, but he didn't. He headed it inside to Campbell. Campbell switched it to Mbenza, who then went yeah. down the wing. And you see, when I saw that from behind the goal, I thought I was seeing Karoma, but it's Campbell coming into shot and Karoma's over the far side. Viner doesn't run back very quickly across the goal and make a sliding challenge. Um, Hunt's at the back post. He makes a slide, but Chroma's behind him and he hits it up into the roof of the net. But yeah, I thought I thought Rowe had edited it outside to the wing, straight to Mbenza, but he didn't. So it was it was three yeah. it was two Huddersfield sixty seven percent possession in the first half. I mean I say they were a bit bang average in my view. Um mm -hmm. Dave, 
you know, possession-based football with a Bielsa-type coach in charge? I think uh, they, they were allowed to play possession-based football because we didn't play our possession-based football. Yeah, I didn't think they were a very good side before the game. You know, I, I thought they were, they, they were okay. They didn't do anything in that first half. You know, to, to be honest, I thought they had enough possession to have gone for the jugular in the first half and really caused us some problems, and they didn't. They, but were, they, quite didn't. Happy to, they were quite happy to play it around in, in front of us, and, and I think that was their downfall, ultimately. Well, Bentley didn't, Bentley didn't really no. have a say to make of any no, he, note. Oh, he, did one, he did one shot that was straight to his chest, wasn't there? I can't remember when that from, was. From, that from was. people, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that, that was kind of midway through, yeah. through if, if, you, if you look at it, in terms of a game that I thought was pretty open at times... Uh, both sides trying to play football at least. I mean, we had three shots on target and we scored with two of them and they had two shots on target and scored with one of them. So there wasn't a lot of end product um, at all. No. No. So into the second half, we didn't really uh, hold out great hopes for uh, an improvement. And the first bit of action that I've got uh, written down, well, the first two bits summed up the bad aspects of City's performance. I mean, uh, Brunt, Chris Brunt, everybody's questioning on the forum why we even signed him. And he was in the starting uh, 11. He he screwed one horribly wide. When he saw it from behind the goal, it was with his right foot. So you can give him the benefit of the doubt on that. And I don't know how many of you can recall that surging run that O'Brien did early in the uh, second half, uh, resulting in a cross from somebody else that was uh, missed by one of the strikers. But uh, Mark, you know, Brunt's not great. And the way I think one of their players, well, O'Brien ghosted past him and, dare I say, O'Dowda, you know, we were up against it a little bit at the start of the second half, weren't we? Yeah, he, he looks a passenger. Um, I mean, Dave's, uh, Dave's alluded to it. I mean, he looks does look like his legs have gone. I mean, we don't want to be a retirement home for older players. Like we, you know, we were under Johnson senior uh, a few years ago and, you know, we had uh, failure after, after failure coming through the door and straight out again. But yeah, I mean, he, he, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's coming with a good reputation. Uh, he, he, he protected the back four well against, against Stoke. And then he was, he was sort of out, out again. I don't, I don't think he was available against Barnsley or, or Middlesbrough, but he, he looked poor on Saturday and he looked poor again tonight. He's not really offering anything at the base of the midfield. Although Madge in front of him, you know, had, had scraps to feed off. But it was only when we went positive, we had some belief when we made those substitutions and decided that we throw everything at them. That yeah. City started to pass the ball. It was crazy. And our first shot on target goes in. Yeah, let me come to Ian about the substitutions. The first one, and I think you were on Twitter, Ian, you said get Rowe and the Silver off at one point earlier in the game. But the first okay. substitution on 58 minutes, Rowe... Mr. Keegan. No, Mr. His voice, Keegan. it's because his voice off. carries that far, that's why. Yeah. Rowe went off, Dijou came on. So that was a sort of... We went to uh, a flat-back four then, Ian, didn't we? Yes, and did you think Dijou was the right man to come off at that point because the, the major substitutions happened nine minutes after that. But uh, your thoughts on that yeah. first sub? Well, like, I, I would have started tonight with Dijou and Martin because I think we haven't got a very strong side in terms, I'm talking about physical strength. Um, and we certainly haven't got anybody in midfield who can tackle. And that probably won't change until Joe Williams comes back. Uh, and he can tackle. He's also um, very, very likely to be suspended at least twice 
because he's the championship's leading yellow card man from last season. He got 15, won five yellow cards. Sorry, who was that? Who was that, Ian? Joe, Joe Williams. Right. So can we, so can we, we be top of the league in something then? So, well, so we will. We will we be suspended but, once Ian last season. Well, he must. He, he must have done well because he got fifteen yellows, Dave. Um, yeah, there were two, two in one game. It's double double yellow. Got him a got him a red card. Effectively a red card suspension. He managed to. Oh, well, get he got his other yellow cards outside of the windows for for bands. So he did quite well. Yeah, fair, well, fair, fair, I was, I was going to say like, that. I, I'm not, I like him more. I was. Um, I was going to say, well, that's all right then, but it's not really, is it? Um, no, it's, it's not. He's, he's, we're not he condoning gets, this, are we? He gets about yeah, 50 we are and, because... and he'll put challenges in, and, and that's what we've been missing. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, what, what we need, I, I said to Jeff Twentyman tonight, what we need is a Dave Martin type player, but who's a bit of a, yeah. I think Williams is a much better footballer yeah. because Dave Martin used to terrorise players and they wouldn't play and they wouldn't come near him. Yeah. Because... He'd get a bit like Robbie uh, Robbie Turner. Robbie Turner broke Jeff Twentyman's nose in training when he was playing for the Rovers. And we haven't got Fam's a great big bloke. I don't know whether Martin would give you a dig. I think he would. But you look around the team and you think, oh, is there anybody there that I'd be worried about if I was playing against this lot? And when you see some of our tackling, some of the tackling 50-50s, I, I, you know, it's not great. It's the ones and, we're in favour of us as well, Ian. I think we lose as well. Too, far too many of them. 64 yeah, is in our favour. We, we lose, we yeah, lose we the do. second ball, don't we? We put a foot in and it yes. comes back and we don't get that second ball. It's, yeah, and no one in the midfield. All the no, no one in the midfield. I mean, I, I like Chris Brunt as a player and I supported his signing. I'll say that. Um, but I think, apart from the uh, corner tonight that Viner should have scored from, yeah, I don't, it was a clear I, I thought his delivery was poor. Having said that, when Callum O'Dowda went out and took some corners, <laughs> yeah, his delivery was awful. And yeah. I, I went with Callum. I go from thinking, wow, that's good when he's surging forward with the ball because he can do it, mm. to seeing him take a free kick and want to murder him. Um, well, he took one corner right out the other, other side, didn't he? In exactly right, Mark. Yeah, on and that, that's the thing. Yeah, Just, sorry. I don't know if you probably saw the tweet in the yesterday or the day before saying that Patterson's created the most. I know chances this season, and and there was a bit of criticism of him for yeah, but fourteen of his twenty three or however many it was are from set pieces, and I'm thinking yeah, there's nothing yeah, wrong I, with I, that. I wouldn't, is there? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have minded some of those set him on some of those set pieces in the first sixty eight minutes today as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what you moan about. And, yeah. and that's the problem when Peter's, people say, leave Patterson out. Yeah, OK, fine, leave him out. And, and uh, I, I think we've got to get his position right. And that's why against Cardiff, I'd play him as a 10 in behind Martin and Jiju and, and more or less attack with three or four and defend with eight. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. We'll talk more about the Cardiff game in a bit. They're winning 3-0 at the moment with three uh, three minutes to go in that game. As we said, those influential, the real key substitutions came on 67 minutes. So with a quarter of the game remaining, Pato and uh, Semenya coming on for uh, the ineffective Naki Wells. I know he hit the bar, but quiet game from him and the not so great uh, Chris Brunt either. And then Semenya was in the action Straight away, I mean, Martin set him up. Semenyo had a shot saved. And then the first goal, uh, Dave, 
more battling from uh, Semenyo. He showed that toughness and physicality and close control, didn't he, to set the ball up. And De Silva ran it in the far post, not dissimilar to uh, Karoma's goal. Your thoughts on that first goal, Dave? Yeah, it was a good perseverance from Semenya because he slipped as well, didn't he? But he, he kind of made sure he got his body in and won the tackle, one of our few tackles that we won during the night. Got away and got his head up, which was the main thing. And he put a really good ball across the box that, you know, De Silva was there at the far post, but I don't think Martin was, I think it was Martin in the middle, wasn't far away from it either. And, you know, it's, we've probably been critical of Jay De Silva's uh, goal output because I think that's his first goal for us. It and, is, uh, yeah. You know, so, you know, really, really encouraging for him to be able to, you know, to want to get in at the back post during the game, you know, from left-back as well. Don't forget, he'd gone to left-back rather than... You know, yeah, no, he was right up there. And right I, up. I think that's, I, I, I I think that's after... I think that's the after thing, Dave, that I think Jay De Silva's not a left wing back. I, I completely I think he, agree. I think, he's, I think he's a left back. He loves coming on to the ball, doesn't he? He doesn't want, yes. he want, want to be past the play. He likes to get the ball and move on to it. And, and I think yes. that's where he can struggle at, at left, left wing back. And it's quite a different the, the position, only, as we know. The only problem I could see with that, if, if you play a back four and you played Hunt and De Silva... They are both a bit small. And and I didn't think... I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of Jack Hunt, but I don't think he had a great game tonight, particularly in the first half. Didn't notice him that much. We come on to Markins, come on to Markins uh, later. I mean, let's just try and wrap through the rest of this game. I mean, 80 minutes, I put more direct play from Semenyo. Got a corner. He really had it about him. And Dave, I'll let you talk us through the, the winning goal on 82 minutes. It started with clever play by Martin, but then it was, as somebody said, like Sunday League football, the ball pinging around in there. Just take us through that second goal as, uh, as you saw it. And what a great finish by Pato. Fourth yeah. goal I, I think I think it started a bit earlier with Semenya hitting the post, didn't he? He came inside onto his left foot, and uh, yeah, well, I thought it was struck, no, struck. it was Martin to Semenya who hit the post, oh, and okay. the ball broke for Odauda, who showed un- uncharacteristic uh, physicality. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was. I mean, you know, it was uncharacteristic physicality, and then he snicked it out to uh, Silver, and then. Dave, you can tell us how Patterson knocked it in. I, just, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was a really, really good finish because he didn't have any time to adjust his feet. Uh, and, and it, you know, easy to miss kick it, wouldn't it? You know, but Patterson's probably our, our best technical player. And, you know, and he, he put it in and I jumped around the room a bit. I'm not going to lie. It was good. It was good. No, I was uh, I was pleased because you could see the, the I won't call them ne'er do wells because that's not the right terminology. But on the forum, it was, you know, the people, the critics. You know, we're all critics. Some some of us more than most, but they were they were out, and it was you know almost hoping that City wouldn't do well. But you know, if you're a real City fan like we all are, yes, we all whooped when that uh, when that goal went in. Um, let's look at the. Let's look at the markings. We've been doing this uh, every uh, podcast of late. I'll, I'll, I'll give my views and uh, see if anybody challenges them. Bentley in goal. I've given him a six. Do you give a seven for somebody who's had not a lot to do or do you just give a six? Anybody disagree with that? Six for Bentley? Yeah, I mean, he didn't really have to do much, did he? No. Apart from fit all that I'd give him a seven because what, what he did, he, he, he did well. You know, his kicking was good. He didn't do anything yeah. silly. No daft mistakes. So I'd, I'd give him a seven for that because he did everything. He, you know, caught the ball well, commanded his penalty area, all that stuff. Yeah, you concur with that, Dave, as well? Yeah? Six for me, but I'm stingy. Yeah. The back three, and we'll 
I won't sort of do the positional changes, but let's stick with what was the starting lineup and played for two, thir- two three quarters of the game. I've given Viner a five because I, 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 I'm a fan of Taylor Moore's, and I think Taylor Moore naturally right sided, played out of position, as I said earlier, dropped because he wasn't great on Saturday. I gave Viner a five. Callas a six and Rowe a six. Now, I guess you might say I've been a bit harsh on uh, Viner and I could have upmarked Callas and Rowe. Disagree with that at all? How do you rate those marks there? I'd go, in terms of the back five, if you want to call it that, I'd go Hunt six, Rowe three, Callas six, Viner six, and Jada Silva seven because he got forward and got, got a goal. goal. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't give Row a six. Yeah, yeah, David, yeah, a five or below. He, you know, he, he won't, his passing was pretty poor in the in the first half, and it, but his, it was it was about about average. Yeah, you know, did, and, and it was and it was his mistake for the goal, wasn't it? Yeah, Tips has uh, said on here about mine, you can't give Viner a five because he played and Moore didn't. Hardly Viner's fault. No, I still think he was the weakest one. Well, I, I, I have I a thought, he, I thought he was. Him. I thought he was really steady today. I thought Did he you? had a really, I thought he was really, really solid game there. My, my only criticism of the back three, which I alluded to at the start, was three of them mark one. And, and they've right. got to sort out if they're going to play a back three against one striker. They can't afford to do it. And, uh, but I, I thought he was generally quite solid. And he second half as well, he started to try and move forward with the ball as well. Yeah, and you can do that, can't you? If you've only, if you're only marking one player, and there's going to be space in front of you, attack it. And he, and he did that. I think he played a one-two as a little bit of a heavy touch at the end. I mean, he did that against Middlesbrough, and you thought if we could have developed that, you know, he, he, you know, he, he played a one-two. I think down the side with Hunt, where Hunt's return pass was a little bit heavy. Yeah. That's something you could do and something Sheffield United did and something we did when we were in League One with Aiden, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's look at the midfield three. Now, Naj, as I say, first half, I'd have given him a five, but based on second half, where I just thought he sat in there really nicely, particularly after Brunt went off. So I've given him a seven. Maybe I'm a bit generous. Brunt, I've given him a five. O'Dowder, I've given a seven. So those three, Naj, Brunt, O'Dowder, any, any up or downers on, the, on those that I've quoted? No, I, was, I was really pleased with O'Dowder. I think um, Dave was singing his praises on Saturday and I think perhaps we were, I know, I was a bit too hard on him. And he's, I think he is a bit of a confidence player, but... When he's got the ball at his feet, he is he, technically he's very good and he can beat players. The problem he's got is he can't he can't tackle. Of course, we know he he can't tackle. If he could add that to his game, even just get a few get a few tactical fouls. Sides do it to us. Just tap, well, tackle I'll, players. I'll, I'll give you an interesting stat. In the last three games, I think we've been the victim of about twelve yellow cards. Yeah. Uh, guess how many? Guess how many yellow cards we've had in that time? Two, one, one, none, none. Yeah, I'm looking at a clean slate tonight. I, I knew the I answer, Ian. I didn't want to yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, we're too so, nice. We're too nice. Yeah, we yeah. we are. We haven't got that. That well, we will when Williams comes in, but we haven't got that yet. I would have gone Nash six, Brunt five, Cod six because he did some good things. Yeah, and yeah. he did some abysmal things. And like I yeah. say, I go between. Uh, wingers can be what they used to call mercurial, which means, yeah. you know, in plain English means iffy. But <laughs> when he's when he's good, when he's good, I mean, the goal he scored at Norwich, and he's what I call a scorer of great goals, but not a great goal scorer. Great goal scorer. And not, yeah. not enough and, of them. Not enough of them. He's not a great. He's not a great assist man either. 
No, Dave, your Just, thoughts on the midfield? I mean, you, yeah, you, I, were, I, you were talking about Callum O'Dowder when we were reviewing the uh, Norwich game uh, uh, just over the weekend, not on the podcast, and you said watch him for one of the goals, and you said if you speed it up, it was like watching uh, a Benny Hill shot where they all run yeah. around and don't actually do anything. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. How do you I, rate the three? How do you rate the three men in the middle today? I, I, I guess tonight I I spent a lot of time watching O'Dowder, and so I give Navi six, Brunt four. I thought he did nothing Sorry. in there tonight. Um, O'Dowder, I gave a seven with the yeah. ball. Because yeah. he had a few little bright runs forward, you know, and I gave him a two without the ball. He runs away from players. He doesn't check his man. It's, he doesn't. He just doesn't move his head to look where his man's gone. It's it's absolutely awful. Yeah, and and and, and, I, and I think it costs us our shape and it allows their men to be able to get a ball, not ever worry about chance. Ian made a great point earlier on about, you know, Dave Martin. If you thought you were being marked by Dave Martin, even if he was five yards away, he had an aura or a presence over you. Callum yeah. O'Downey, you think, he could be up my arse. And he's not going to make a challenge. He's, he's yeah. not going to affect my control. And that and that is his biggest weakness. He did some nice things on the ball tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but not, not enough. That, that not in the centre midfielder for me. Enough. Yeah, yeah he's fr- he fr- flattest to deceive, I think. That's a what, what but when you saw... But, but I'll give you one that sums up O'Dowd. It gets the ball from a... I think it was Chris Martin pass it to him. Edge of the box. Sends a defender the wrong way. Jinx inside. Gets it on his left foot. And it goes seven feet over the bar. And yeah. and that is... That sums... And I know all players... You know, Gareth Bell does that from time to time. But it, it's the amount of times. And, and for a player with his undoubted... He's got... Pace. He's one of the few players we got that have got decent pace, but and I just don't think he uses it. Yeah, let's look at the front two now. Albuquerque on there, he's already put his marks in, and they're not dissimilar to mine. Uh, He's given Chris Martin a seven. I've given him a six. Naki Wells um, a five. He still doesn't look very happy uh, down here, does he? But uh, Mark, Mark, I'll come to you first on the strikers. Uh, Six for Martin, five for Wells. Higher, lower. No, I think you're about right. Martin always offers a very good foil, and, and, he, and, he, and he bought a great free kick at the end of the game where he jumped under the defender, and he's a clever player at winning free kicks. Uh, he's a bit more streetwise than some of the, some of the, the players that we got, but Wells, he just, he just tends to drift through games. I mean, he dropped off to get to play, hit that shot that hit the bar. It reminded me of the goal he got up at Middlesbrough where it was played back by Patterson. He hit it with his other foot. Yeah. Yeah. In the opposite corner, he's just he has got that ability. He's not just a, a tapping merchant or somebody off the, on on the shoulder when he was playing up front for uh, for QPR. He can hit the ball well, but he just seems to. I, I want to see more work rate from him up front uh, as well. You know, press pressing players, and we did press a little bit at times. But yeah, yeah. He, he does look he does look a moody sod, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Dave, and, he, and he was rightly those, taken off. Dave, those marks for the uh, top two. We should do this like play your cards right, shouldn't we? You know, what was it? <laughs> he, just over the card. Yeah. The trouble is you can't, you can't see us. Although this, if we did this on Zoom and did live video streaming, which we could do as a Zoom you, and do it on YouTube, we could actually be there with play your cards right. But uh, I don't think Dave, anyone would call any of the four of us dolly dealers, though, would they? Uh, no, no, we feel <laughs> more like you, Bruce Forsyth, but there you go. <laughs> uh, good game, good game. Um, good game. I would give, Eight. I would give Wells, Wells five and Martin six. Yeah, uh, I think that, what did what did it, Dave say? He, that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unruly, 
Wait your turn. Um, no, I, yeah. I gave I gave exactly the same. For me, I, I made some notes. 69th minute, first ball that Martins had slid into his feet all night. He's had, you know, balls into his chest or into his head. He didn't get a ball into his feet until Patterson came on. There's, there's, the, there's the difference. Well, the two sub, well, three subs, uh, let's just rattle through those well quickly. I mean, we don't need to do it. Uh, yeah, the obvious winner there. But, I mean, Dijou, I give him a six. Pato, do we give him a seven, maybe an eight? But Semenya, I've given him a nine because that was a match-changing performance. If you gave somebody a man of the match and they're only on the field for 24 minutes, it had to be him. Yeah, anybody uh, agree with that? Yeah, he just played with so much confidence. He, he just went there. You know, he didn't, he, have, he didn't have any fear at all. The player goes on, has no fear at all, got nothing to lose, just runs at defenders, terrorised their defenders, really. They didn't know, they didn't know how to deal with him. I don't think he, I don't think he lost the ball after he came on and, and he created those, those two goals because of it. A terrific, well, terrific I'd, uh, I'd, cameo. I'd role. go, uh, I'd go nine, six, eight. So I give, I upgrade Pato from a seven to an eight because he got the winner and yeah. Semenyo changed the course of the game and actually pretty much won it for us. So, um, which is, which is pretty good when you, you don't score. Um, so yeah, I would say nine, nine, six, eight. And I think it also showed Dean Holden, Potentially, what his best formation from these players might be. Yeah, and that's a very interesting point because you know we're well. We still haven't got our players back from injuries. Some of them. I mean, let's look forward to Cardiff now because the games are coming thick and fast. I mean, we've got an extra forty-five minutes recovery time compared to to what they've got. Um, we are back in the top six, as uh, I think it's Nigel Hillier's. Uh, pointed out to us on the uh, text message, which is uh, good, yeah, because it didn't look yeah. so good uh, um, at one stage during the evening. But let's look ahead to Cardiff. As somebody else has said on the, on this thread, we uh, need to be physical. Red One said it. Red One, you did come in the studio for a bit and dropped out. I would have brought you in for a contribution, but uh, do feel free to uh, try again. Um, the lineup on Friday, uh, it has to be Bentley in goal. Do we all agree on that? Well, absolutely. That's yeah. Do yeah. we play do we play on Friday? Do we play a flat back four? Yeah. Is that so I'll come to you first, Dave, because you've probably got this all worked out anyway. There've been Semenyo, a bit of a revelation where he played, that coming in powerful on the right. Pato did well. Cod did well. In, in parts, what would your lineup be for Cardiff, Dave? And how would you play it? Would we stick with three five two or or, or or what? Over to you. Tough one, and, uh, and probably need to have a quite a big think about how we play tonight before I I commit myself on that. I'll give you a little insight into some some analysis I've done on Cardiff so far. They play a four two three one, so mm. and. What I've noticed with them, so normally you expect people like Pack and Volks in their midfield to really shield their um, two centre-backs really well. Every little bit of highlight I've watched and, and, and a live game as well, they leave space in behind. I've never, I've never noticed that with a, with a Cardiff side before. And I think Ian made a point early on about playing Patson as a 10 and maybe getting in little, little gaps between them. And I think that's, what we've, that's where our route will be to, to get in anything out of the game on Friday. Whether we play back 
five or, or back, sorry, back three or back four, I don't really care. It's about getting players into the right positions on the pitch. And for mm-hmm. me, we've got to get our best players on the pitch as well. And, mm-hmm. or, and certainly the best players who are in form at the moment. And I, so I think you, you, know, you have to have to play Patterson, you have to play Martin. You're probably going to play Semenya because mm. of his impact tonight over well. So that's, that's three. You've got your keeper sorted out. You're probably going to bring Backinson back in. You're going to play yeah. Palace. So, so I think you start to see seven or eight who are going to be automatic picks on, yeah. on front. And what the rest the, of them, the... is a, 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 you know, a toss-up between who you think is going to give you the best impact. Yeah, one of the contributors on text, Beard, he said the, uh, the midfield three of uh, Pato, uh, Naj... And Backinson, yeah, which by implication means no Callum uh, O'Dowder and certainly no um, Brunt. I mean, what are your thoughts on the on the mid? Is it is it a straight midfield three with two up front again? And uh, yeah, what what do you think, Ian? Come to you next. My my <clears throat> my team would be Bentley in goal, back four. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit in the, whether I bring Taylor Moore back in the middle with Callas and play Viner right back, but basically Hunt, Viner, Callas, De Silva, the three in front of them, Naj, Backinson, and Cod. Uh, Pato is the one, and Jiju and Martin up front. I would use Semenyo once again as an impact player for the last 20 minutes because mm-hmm. I think that's when he can he'll really do damage to teams because if you're tired and you've had a tough game, you don't want to see him heading towards you. Yeah, no, I get that. That makes a lot of sense because he did. He's got that powerhouse. Somebody uh, else earlier on uh, on the thread, it might have been Albuquerque. I'm sorry if it's not, but he said Semenyo, and I remember seeing this bloke play because I went to the dark side a few times in my youth to watch them, or not so much my youth. Anybody remember a striker who played for Rovers and went on to have uh, better form, well, good form at a higher level with Fulham? Barry Hales. Anybody remember him? You know, he was quite a long body, short legged, could push himself about a little bit. Um, you know that 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 yeah. I thought that was a good comparison there, to be quite honest. But uh... anyway, he said, I, I think Semenyo's a bit taller, but Barry Hells used to go through and give players the rugby handoff uh, with both hands. He used to just shove them out the way, and he used to get away with it a lot. So, yeah, I, I think if you've got that physicality, if you're playing against somebody and they're physically bigger and stronger than you, uh, and you're a match technically, they're going to beat you every time. Yeah, I think I think the other thing that Semenyo's got the you, what you can see with quick feet. I think he could win us a few penalties this season. Would you you three agree? With with you know give what do you the think, ball Dave? to him, and let, let him run, let him run, so let him run at defenders. Down, people they won't give him the penalty because you know he is a big guy. He's almost like yeah, it's like Zaha. Does he get as many penalties as he should? I don't know. He's got a couple this season, hasn't he? Dave, what he gets, do you think? Uh, he gets. He gets the second most in the Premiership, Zaha. There's only one player who gets more, and that's Mo Salah. Right. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> Dave. Semenyo's got that, that ability to kind of roll his man, hasn't he? If, he? if his man gets touched tight on him and he can feel him, then he can roll him. And, that, and Mark Martin's the same as well. And that buys them that, that little half a yard. And if they then you know, get a dangling leg to go over, then you have got chance yeah. of penalties for players like that. You know, you know, that's something, he, you know, he is quite good at using his body in fairness, Semenya. So, yeah, he yeah. did that one. Um, I, I can't remember who it was. Uh, when he, we went down the side and he got, he got chance. I think it was against Swansea, wasn't it? He went down the, he went down the, uh, the line 
past past a player and he was sort of pushed out and it was yeah. a it would have yeah. been a very soft penalty but he's got that ability and uh, he's really come on leaps leaps and bounds yeah. I, I get so uh, sorry Mark. I'm enjoying I'm really enjoying watching him play and think where he's come from you know he came from London didn't he, he went he was a student at South Gloucestershire College in Filton and we picked him up from there you know real Royder over stuff isn't it yeah, yeah it was a bit think, like Leroy Leach's background. He was a London boy that ended up down here, wasn't he? It was, or was he from a... No, I think you're right, yeah. yeah. We we picked Leroy up at the uh, Premiership exit trials. He was Chelsea, Chelsea was that, wasn't he? I think yeah. he was a Chelsea player, wasn't he, Leroy? Yeah. The other the other thing, not to be not to be uh, Danny Dampner, but um, Watford and Stoke are, are obviously playing tomorrow because they're only on uh, nine games. And if either of them win... Um, they'll go above us. So if they're hopefully if they're playing each other, they'll they'll draw. Well, I'm just looking at the fixtures. What a surprise! Watford versus Stoke. There we go. So that'd be great if that so, could be uh, if that was a draw, wouldn't it? Yeah. But no, yeah. We're sat, here we are as it stands at the moment. We're sat there in uh, uh, sixth place, seventeen points and ten games, one point seven points a game. When we did that thing that I wrote down on a scrap of paper. Uh, was that after 10 games or 11? I can't remember now. But 10, 10, 10, I think. It was 10. 10, so, 10. So we've ended up, I think we were all seduced by our opening uh, four-match winning sequence. We we put it back in a balance. And as we said at the weekend, you know, if you just said, you know, look, I know we've won four in a row. And we've got a win tonight. But the way the results have come, if you look at how it is now, five five wins, two draws, three defeats, if those wins are being spread out a little bit more, we'd have all been happy with that, really, wouldn't we? Ian, would we? 17 points in the first 10 under a new management team? Well, the, when, we, we, when we first did it, uh, if you remember, I, had the high, I put the highest number down when we first did it, and I said eight, 18 points I was looking for after 10. So we're one point off that. So the, what we've got over a season would get you 78 points and that would get you in the playoffs. So you yeah. cannot, as a City fan, be unhappy with that. I think you can be unhappy with... You can be unhappy with... Some... Someone got off? Yeah, Ian's got a bit flaky there. Um, Dave, he's back now. Uh, Dave, you might know the answer to this. Um, Nigel Hillier, again, he said Dino's win percentage must be looking pretty good if you look at his overall games in charge. If we if we take league games, then he's won seven, seven out of 15, which is 40%. So. That's not yeah. bad, is it, really? That's pretty no, good. not bad at all. Ian's back in the room now. Ian's back in yeah. the room now. Just on, his, just on his 18 points, Dave, if, if Ian played um, the price is right, if you actually go over the thing, you don't win. So, unfortunately, you've got to rule Ian out on that. So. Oh, well, you've got to have those silly little noises in there, isn't it, where they go like this, look. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Or is it? <laughs> oh, there we go. No, I'm not... This one, D- David. This wasn't in the yeah. scripts. You know, you know how much you know how much no. it costs for, to produce know, this show. No, we have. You we, realise we that, were, don't you? We sound somebody. So, well, yeah, I know. I have to do it. I mean, I've invested in. I'm not looking for a sponsor, but all contributions. Are great. I bought this thing to do these flashy graphics. Now, there's still a few things that I'd like uh, to uh, Im- improve on in there. But I think somebody, I can't think who, was saying we sound like four old gits talking down the pub, very self-important and stuff like that. Yeah, Dave, it's your, you David, it's your, David, it's your round, remember? You've got to go and, it's, your, it's your round. Don't, don't, don't scrimp. Come on, up the bar. 
Yeah, Don't forget yeah, to put yeah. your mask on. Yeah, Dave, I mean, look, I mean, we we all enjoy doing this, and it's good when it's after a win. And, you know, a couple of people have said, why don't we talk about some old fixtures and teams and going back? But we're always doing these in in the heat, after the heat of battle. Yeah, but, um, you know, if anybody's got any ideas, you know how to get in contact with us. You know, I'm there on, uh, on OTIB under Headhunter, and uh, Dave is almost my equivalent of that guy who stood up on behalf of Trump behind the lectern in the White House, you know, sort of, you know, sort of defending me and, and what we do. So I really appreciate that, Dave. And, uh, you know, I don't care what, what people think because we are, all of us, doing it for the crack. Um, let's sort of before we finish just look at a couple of things i mean that was city's first win in 19 after going behind in a match and i i thank stanley from uh, osib because he put it, this on twitter those 18 games prior to tonight we'd drawn three and lost 15 i mean ian do you think there's a greater resilience about the team than there was under uh, under under um, lee johnson do you think that's uh, a a, signs of in, resilience? In a, in a word, no. Hmm. Um, I, I think there's, our losing performances recently have been um, continuity LJ. And if you look at the fact that we won four, then we didn't win in five, and now we've won one, the old streaky thing is still going to come back to haunt us, I'm afraid. But what hmm. we need to do, I mean, we've been unlucky with losing central defenders, because if, if we were going to play a three, most people's three would be Callas, Baker and Mawson. Correct. And that way, you've then got you've then got cover. You can then play Zach Viner as your right wing back if you want somebody that's taller with a long throw. I think we still need a central defender uh, if, yeah. we're, if we're thinking about playing three sometimes, and even if we, we're not. Um, so, and, and obviously with Walsh and Williams, that was rotten bad luck as well. So, um, I, I honestly don't think I'm looking at the side and we've, we've done similar things under Lee Johnson. You know, when we won, I think, five on the trot and Fam uh, scored that brilliant header up at QPR from uh, Jack Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yard, I remember that one. 40-yard yeah. wonder pass. So, you know, I, I think... Um, uh, Obviously, I'll take where we are all day, all day long, um, but we we still need that extra central defender, and um, we need to get Walsh and Williams back quickly, and, and hopefully, Backinson's just had a bit of a headache tonight, not got a crack yeah. on the head or anything, or a concussion, and he can come back in the side um, on Friday night because we we just haven't got the number of players at the moment to um, to lose him. Yeah, Dave, I think I think. Getting a point on Friday would send us in good heart into the international break, wouldn't it? That would put us on 18 with effectively a quarter of the season gone. But, uh, you know, that that would be great to go in there. And then if we were to win, then we've got another bloody break just when we don't need one because we'd be putting two in a row. But uh, getting something at uh, whatever they call the Cardiff ground these days is is quite important, isn't it? Yeah, just to have it in good, keep us in good stead. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I said on Saturday I thought it was important in the next two games to get a win and not go into the international break on a, I think it would have been a seven-game winless run. Even if we'd have got two draws, I think the, the kind of mood would have been, you know, on the on the downward trajectory. And I, and I think tonight, you know, getting that win just, just gives us a big boost going into, into Friday. 
if we can get a point on Friday, I think we're pretty happy with 18 after 11 games. I think just, Ian, on, on, on your point earlier around, you know, it, it, the last few games have looked a bit like LJ. I, I, I'm not convinced about that. We, we can, you know, I'm sure we'll debate that on Twitter anyway. But I think we've played better football. We, we might not have always been creative, but, but I think we also got to face the facts that if we look at the teams that we've played, we played Swansea, Bournemouth and Norwich in that little spell. Middlesbrough, if we look at the table tonight, that's second, yeah, third, yeah. fourth and fifth. And I do think, you know, don't get me wrong, if we want a challenge, we've got to pick up points against some of those teams as well, or certainly more than the one we've got against Swansea. But I think a lot of our season will be defined by those middle of the how table. We do against those, how we do against those teams. That like Huddersfield today. And don't get me wrong, we were pretty awful for three quarters of the game but we, we did enough to, to win it and that three points is, is vital the other team that's above us that we, or sorry were above us that we played Stoke that you know we've, we've beaten them and, and we've picked off the teams down the bottom so there's probably a little bit of a, a view there from a, the league table starting to shape up and who are going to be the better sides and those better sides will make it difficult for, more difficult for us than the, the teams at the bottom but don't get me wrong there's a lot of work to do in the, in the for Dean Holden and, and Simpson and Downing, they, they need to they need to look at tonight and say it's all right coming away with three points, but sixty eight minutes of it was dire. Really, no, it was tripe. It's, it's not it's not good enough, and that that's either you know poor performances for some of the players, or it's you know execution of the game plan, or the game plan was wrong in the first place, and that, you know it's probably a combination of all those three. Yeah, and his game plan was disrupted, I guess, with uh, with Backinson. Uh, with Backinson going off. I mean, would you, Mark, would you, uh, just final point from you, would you bring uh, Tyreek back into the starting lineup? You know, how, how, how would you... Uh, view, yeah, view? I, I think so. Um, because I think he has got energy. He, he can break up play and he can, he can go forward. And you, you, you saw against Bournemouth that he can strike the ball well. I think he needs to, you want to see him play, you know, he can't play well for a whole 90 minutes, but I think he needs to be a bit more consistent throughout the game. But I think where we've gone backwards the last few games, the, the, the loss of Mawson was a huge, was a huge yeah. loss to the balance of the defence. But we have got flaws. A lot of the goals we conceded are through what you call unforced errors, really bad defensive mistakes. We've got to erase some of those, sort out the midfield, make mm. sure the defence uh, is a bit more solid. And if we've got the confidence to go out and play, we—I mean, we scored 14 goals, I think, now, haven't we? In uh, in, yeah. in 10 games, that's that's a decent, a decent return. Bad. No, no, not it's bad just, at all. So we're we're scoring we're scoring more goals, and I think we got a lot more to offer. But we need yeah. to sort out centre midfield and and, and a defence, and before and we, we before we start tilting it, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, Ian. Final point from you. Yeah, you know, we have been hit by injuries. All clubs get hit, but we've had it particularly bad. And the fact that the two defenders that we've lost, Hunt. And uh, sorry, Hunt, but Baker and Mawson—they're the two left-sided. You know, they're probably the two two of the best defenders, and they're both on that left side. That was the double whammy, wasn't it? Losing those two in particular. Would you agree with that, Ian? Yeah, I mean, uh, Mawson. Uh, the reason we've got him, to be honest, is probably because two things: one, he's injury prone, uh, and the other thing is that Fulham didn't think he could play at Premier League level, yeah. uh, albeit that when they went up and, and lost their minds and spent over 100 million quid, uh, they paid £20 million pounds for him. Now, yeah. you, you wouldn't get anywhere near £20 million for Molson now. 
No way. No. So, I, 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 but once again, like I say, that's probably the reason he's here. The club have been a bit coy on his injury. If you look how quickly they came out and said Voiman's out for the season uh, and Baker's out till Christmas, um, it, it, they've been a bit coy on that. So I'm wondering, well, exactly how bad is his injury? And is there a chance he could come back after the international break or, or before Christmas? I, I don't I don't really know. But after the game on Friday night, we've got 15 days. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping that, that Williams and Wall should be back. And he said they will be. Um, I, I'm also, it'd be, wouldn't it be lovely if, if Mawson came back? But if we switch to a back four, I suppose you'd play... Him and Callas in the middle, and perhaps shift Zach Viner over mm-hmm. right back. Um, but it, it certainly starts to give you that um, those options. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. other the other thing before we 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 finish the podcast or anything like that, I would really um, like to see something from the club on why we've got all these contracts running down. It seems to me as though it's almost a deliberate strategy. Mm. Because we've got some, we've got fourteen million quid worth of talent. That, that that's money we paid. They'll be leaving the club or can leave the club for nothing in June. So whether they're thinking, well, we'll offer them a lot less because of COVID and there's less opportunities, or whether, well, well, if they're all, well, gone, I was thinking we, when you we said we can bring that, in yeah. some new players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's uh, interesting. That's Jack, Jack, Jack Hunt was interviewed Monday at the weekend, and, and the contracts were mentioned, and he was like. Well, I'm quite cool about it, you know. I, I, my agent hadn't had any conversations yet, but we will when the time's right. And I, I would imagine that maybe the club have said, you know, in current circumstances, we really don't know where we're going to be, and we can't go dishing out contracts. No, well, nobody does. Now, no, nobody uh, does. Ian, you're right. It leaves you with a risk, but you know, that's that's maybe just the. The, the game we're playing at, at the moment and seeing see what happens. Dave, do you think, Who knows? The, you, the season the season might not even finish. You know, <laughs> I, I know it's a, a doom and gloom to think about, and I don't think that will happen for certainly not where we are at the moment. But you can't go committing to you know two and three year contracts for some no. of these players in, in the in the current circumstances. No, and there might be other clubs that are financially in a worse position than us, where we lose yeah. players but we pick advantage elsewhere. So I don't know whether it's a deliberate ploy, but I think it's cautious. I mean, Dave. Dave, final point from you. Do you think we'll go out and get this, you know, a Ryan Shotton or somebody like that, or do you think there's any mileage in, you know? maybe even playing Backinson in the back three, which has been mooted, and at least he's got the physicality that uh, Tommy Rose certainly lacked. That's assuming we stick with the back three. But Backinson, you know, he could play there, couldn't he? Your, your thoughts on that? And whether you think we'll get anybody now anyway, yeah? I, I just got a sneaky feeling after tonight, it might be back four. And, mm-hmm. and therefore, that saves that question for a... For another time, that, that's my my gut yeah. feel. I don't my, think my played, only, I don't think he played Backinson in there. I, you know, no, my, last, my last, last issue, resort. I think my, my only issue with that, Dave, is if, if people say, "Well, you shift Backinson in there, okay?" Then who plays in midfield? Then you're back yeah, exactly. Front again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, that, that's, know, that's why I would do it. He's he's a good player. I, 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 you know, I think he could play up front. He's a really good footballer. and He's got some physicality, but. Yeah. Who else I, is going to play in that role in midfield? I, I just don't well, think. Yeah, I, I think he. Perhaps when. When Williams comes back, we could give it a try. 
we've got, I mean, there's lots to look forward to. We've stopped the rock, guys. That's the key thing. First win in six, 17 points from 10 games. Doesn't look bad if you look at, you know, that as a pure number. Next game on uh, Friday night, I think it's a six o'clock. Is it a six o'clock kickoff, guys? Yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe so. Is it Sky? Is it on Sky? Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, game's on Sky. The only reason... Yeah. The only reason it w- wasn't on Sky tonight is because it wasn't a scheduled midweek game and it had an early kickoff. That, that, they don't show any games that are not scheduled to be midweek that played in midweek. That's that's it. Just yeah, just on that Williams the EFL or something like that. Yeah, I think had it been a normal, you know, August to May season, you're right, Ian. I think this would have, you know, round ten would have been a Saturday fixture, and therefore. That's why it's not red button, yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. So, look, guys, we'll be back at the weekend. Uh, we'll either do one on uh, Friday after the game or we do something Saturday morning coffee or something like that. But we'll talk about that nearer, <laughs> uh, nearer, the, uh, n- nearer the time. Well, I'll talk to you guys in the next 48 hours in terms of what we want to do. Thanks for your contribution. Uh, thanks for all the people that have been listening uh, during the programme. And it's good to see a little bit of interaction going on on the message service that's really good we try and mention uh, some people apologies for some pretty dodgy sound at the beginning that was me not answering ian on the phone uh, but uh, i'm sure i'm sure some of the moaning minis will complain about that but i think that's what adds to the character of doing it live you never know what's going to happen next what yeah, is going to happen we're, next we're, is, we're edgy we're live yeah i'm gonna well, amateur hour dave said well you're part of it dave so uh, welcome. yeah so we're, we're all we we we, all, we we we're one team dave come on one team i'm trying to come up with innovative titles as well for episodes because uh i think uh, uh who's barking tonight was what i said about tonight's but uh, i'll think so you, didn't want to, barking, you didn't want to use mine who's barking now who's barking now look i nearly switched us off then are you sure you want to end this live show no i'm not but probably everybody else is guys you don't you don't want to use my head, you don't want to use my headline then no i don't well you yeah. texted me if i remember i'm going to watch a little bit about uh, whether uh, another madman is going to uh, gain control across the pond but uh, in the meantime guys have a great rest of the evening and uh, thanks david well. We'll speak to you all very soon. All the best, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Good Take one, guys. Stay Bye-bye. safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.